Welcome to the Swim Swam Podcast. I'm your host, Coleman Hodges. Joining me today, we've got a very special guest. He's a lifelong swimmer, but his swimming path to the 2021 NCAA Championships is a bit different than most. Today, we are talking with uh, fifth year uh, for the University of Cincinnati swimmer, NCAA qualifier, Blake Hanna. Hey, Coleman. Thanks for having me on. Absolutely. Thank, thanks for coming on. Thanks for taking the time to sit down and chat with us. So uh, your coach, Peter, had messaged me and it's like, hey, this, you know, this is kind of an interesting story. Uh, and and the more I dug into it, the more I'm like, this is this is pretty interesting. But so so like I said, you've you've been swimming for a long, long time. Uh, you swam from the northern Kentucky Clippers. Are you is that in Cincinnati? Are you from the area? Uh, that's in northern Kentucky. So it's right across the river from Cincinnati. Okay. So, so you're, you grew up in this area. Um, can you tell me about what, what drew you to swimming at a, at a club level in high school? Um, I think I, I really got into swimming at about the age of six when I just started competing summer league and, you know, they have the little tent there where they try and get the parents to sign their kids up for club team. And it started there. And from there, I just had a love for the sport, wanted to continue on. And I mean, I wasn't ever the biggest person on the pool deck wasn't ever the strongest wasn't the person who was in the performance groups year after year after year but I have such a passion for the sport that I've just gotten to where I'm at today and I couldn't be happier with where I'm at for listeners out there who's like what what's the deal with this Blake Hanna guy I'm going to bottom line it for you Blake Hanna didn't get recruited out of college swam for the University of Cincinnati club team for two years he won the club national championships in the tuner backstroke 147, started swimming with the University of Cincinnati team, and now he's a 140.200 backstroker. He's going to the Division I NCAAs this year. <laughs> you, you've, made, you've made pretty tremendous strides. And so uh, if you're listening, this is, this is the appeal of Blake Hanna, and this is, we're, we're going to get into his story. And so you swam with the Northern Kentucky Clippers. Did you swim? all throughout high school? Yeah, um, I was there uh, on that club team, freshman to senior year. Um, my club, high school swim uh, teammates were primarily also on the club team. So we'd kind of just go to practice in the morning, go to school, ride with each other back to practice in the afternoon, and see each other the next day. Were you a backstroker in high school as well? Yeah, I mean, anyone in high school level, kind of, you know, coach puts you in everything, but primarily uh, backstroker. Yeah. And so coming out of high school, did was swimming in college something that you had been interested in or had looked into at all? You know, ever since I was, I guess, nine and 10 year old, um, looking up to the guys who were graduating at the time when I was that age, like at that time, I think it was like Corey Chitwood would have been graduating. I was like, man, I want to be that guy one day swimming at Arizona. I want to be the person making NCAAs, winning NCAAs. And it always been a dream of mine. And you know, that dream got paused, but look, we're here today and that's where hard work and determination can get you. So did, did you, how, how did you end up at the university of Cincinnati, but not swimming? Did you, did you, had you pursued swimming in college and things just hadn't worked out? I know you had mentioned you weren't recruited heavily. Yeah. So UC has an information technology program that allows you to choose what specific track you want to focus on. And I had wanted to focus on cybersecurity. 
And within that, I've also been able to do multiple co-ops with um, companies in the local area, as well as dual study at the same time and get my master's in business administration and graduate in the same amount of time. So that's kind of what drew me to the school. And I was kind of set on that and swimming would have been a bonus, but like just that dream really drove me to where I'm at. Gotcha. So, so you come to the university of it. Do you, do you think if you had been recruited more heavily, you may have strayed from that it path and, and gone to a school f- for more for swimming purposes? Uh, I'm not sure because computers and it, it has been something that I've wanted to do all my life. And the thing that really drew me to the it is just different aspects of the program. So I guess that's just something we'll never know. <laughs> Fair enough. And so you, you come to university of Cincinnati, um, on this site, you know, set on this it course, uh, what, what drew you to club swimming then? Um, coming out of my senior year, kind of not being able to continue the career was something that I, was, I love swimming. So I was able to stay in the water and still be on a team and still compete. And that's just really, I had one of the girls who swam on my club club team in high school. She told me about UC having a club team. And I think I was signed up like the first day we got on the campus. Nice. And so just so we're clear uh, for our listeners out there, this can be kind of a confusing lingo, but uh, we're going to, we're going to be talking about the college club team now. So your, your high school club team uh, or your age group club team was Northern Kentucky Clippers. But then you went to the university of Cincinnati and you swam for the UC club team. Uh, I, I swam uh, at my college's club team for a year and, and it was really fun. And it was a nice, a really nice way to transition from, you know, still having a love for the sport and being used to being in the water all the time to kind of, to kind of that area where you're figuring out other things and you're kind of trying to, you know, see how swimming fits in your life. And it's, so as, as you were competing with this club team, how did you find the swimming swimming fit into your life um when i was with the club team it was kind of like it was it definitely is something that you can have different levels of you can be somebody who wants to just keep swimming because you swam summer league all your life and you just want to do it in college because it helps you find new people to meet and it brings you back into the swimming culture, swimming friend group. You can be somebody who was a good high school swimmer, didn't make it into college, but you still want to compete. And maybe that's your level and it's a great place to be for you. Um, swimming on the club team was, I think it was a good spot for me at the time because it gave me the opportunity to grow and still stay in the water. Cause I mean, grow physically too, because I wasn't a very big kid coming out of high school. So it just gave me that stepping stone. It can be a great stepping stone between high school and college if you don't make it, but you still have that drive and you still want to get there. Yeah. So just for reference for, for myself and our audience, um, coming out of high school, can you give us your, can you give me your times in the hundred back, the 200 back and the 200 IM? Yeah. So I think 200 back coming out of high school, I was a 150.4 short course yards and a 212 long course. And then 100 back, I was 51.2 and um, 101 long course. And 2 IM, I think that year at high school state, I was 153. 
So, I mean, they were pretty run-of-the-mill times for coming out of high school. <laughs> I, <laughs> I guess. That seems pretty fast to me, man. I mean, it's 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 maybe it's not top 20 in the nation, but I... So, did were you recruited at all? Did you consider other schools besides Cincinnati? Uh, I talked with Xavier a little bit, but I would have had to do a different major and just I know that IT is the path for me post-college. Gotcha. Yeah. That, that, I find that pretty interesting because you say run of the mill, but I mean, 152 back, 153, two, I am like, that's, that's not, that's not like scrub. That's, that's pretty quick. Um, but anyway, you, you get to, you get, to, you get to the UC club team in Cincinnati. And like you said, on a college club team, everyone's kind of there for different reasons. And that's kind of the beauty of it is that you can come there and, and find, find out what it is that you want to do with swimming and, and everyone kind of has their place. Did you all have a coach? Um, no, we do not. Uh, you see, I know, <clears throat> excuse me. Some of the teams on deck had coaches and, and they're definitely volunteer coaches, but on our team, it was pretty much maybe one person didn't jump in the water that day. They wrote a practice and it was something that everybody could do. Yeah. And, uh, so tell me about the, these, I guess let's just break it down. Your first year, freshman year of college, obviously you're going, that's a lot of changes anyway, just socially, intellectually. Um, and as you mentioned, physically, what were you doing in the water and what were you doing outside the water? I'd say freshman year was more of kind of a laid back year for me. That was one that I took. It was definitely just the, all right, I'm going to swim club to swim club, have fun with it and just hang out with everybody on the club team. Enjoy, enjoy my first year of college kind of thing. And I definitely did that. I didn't have like any training program, any regiment that I did. It was just come to the practices and go to center court with everybody afterwards kind of thing. Yeah. And were you, was swimming the only thing you were doing? Were you lifting at all? No, I really, I wasn't going to our gym really. It was just swimming. Okay. And how often were you swimming then? I'd say we did that about three times a week. And I mean, I didn't really deviate from the club team's practice schedule my first year of school. Okay. So, so freshman year, you're just, you're just living life, enjoying swimming, practicing three times a week. Um, I, did you go to the uh, college club national championships that year? Yeah, that year it was held in Atlanta, but I think it was primarily held in Atlanta my first two years and the years before that. And um, went to that. I saw there was a guy from Virginia, um, Henrik Pullman, and he uh, came off of their NCAA team that year. And I saw what he went into back, and I was like, okay, that can be me. Like, next year, I was like, I want to win this whole thing. And so it was really, like, after that moment was when I was like, all right, time. If I want to win this, I actually got to, like, actually dedicate time to it again. I got to start training, got to hit the weight room again and treating myself right. Interesting. And so what did he go? I think, um, I want to say it was definitely sub 150. It was probably one, 149 range, I think is what he went. And I like, I went a 153 that year. So I was a few seconds off my best time, but having not been in the water, it was still good. And I was like, I can definitely do that. And so from that point on, it was just like, all right, how do we get there? 
Okay. All right. So, so the fire is rekindled where this is, this is the good stuff. Now, did you swim other events at that meet as well? Uh, yeah. If I can think back to it, I think I swim the two free and, um, hundred IM. Nice. <laughs> I hadn't done that one since I was like 12 years old. So it's not take it back. In that one. <laughs> That's great. I, I know the one club meet I did in college, I also swam the hundred IM, which was the highlight of that meet. For sure. Yeah, it's, it's definitely fun. I mean, you do a lot of events that you haven't done since you're nine through 12 years old because they even bring back the 25s at those meets. <laughs> yeah, which is, again, it just gives you a good love for swimming. You know, it's just it's just fun, like you were saying. Um, so, but, so coming off of your first <clears throat> college club national championships, the fire's lit. You're like, okay, I'm going to take this seriously. Take me through that summer. And uh, kind of those changes you made, what, what were you doing? So that summer I was on co-op with a um, local company and I think I was practicing after work every day and I was just like trying to baby steps, getting back in. Like f- literally, I think for that summer, I just focused on getting my technique back down Threw a snorkel on for about half a practice every day, just made sure the positioning was right. The body was right and getting everything back down that way I could start taking the steps from there to build in speed. Gotcha. And through all this, were you just swimming on your own? Did you have any training partners, any coaching, anything like that? I was purely on my own. I went to uh, actually just went back up to the pool that I grew up in, went up to Silver Lake, grabbed a lane every day with the master swimmers around me and uh, just threw my head down and swam, looked at the black line for two hours. So you're swimming two hours a day. Yeah, it was roughly that because I'd stay the entirety of my brother's practice because I have a younger brother who's he's three years younger than me. So what I do is I'd go there probably a little after they started and I'd start swimming and then be done about the time that he was done drive home. Wow. So was how, how do you have a gauge of how much you were getting in every day? Uh, I'd say in the two hours, I was probably getting about 6,000 in. That is dedication, man. What I, what motivated you to, to, I mean, that's a, that's a lot of time in the pool, two hours a day, 6,000, just by yourself with the masters. I mean, was, were you all, all this time, were you just thinking, I'm going to go 149. I'm going to be, well, yeah, guy. I'm like, I'm like, all right. Okay. This is like, I literally just like any swimmer would, I paced it out. I was like, all right, this is where I got to hold. Got to be there. Got to build the endurance back up. Like I had the whole like three, four week plans going. Like it was <laughs> like, I was in it for just to win that, that event at that meet. That's awesome. Uh, so then come fall, uh, do, do you, do you rejoin or, you know, reconvene with the university of Cincinnati, uh, college club team? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So back when we got on the campus that fall, I, uh, obviously got to re-sign up for the club team, did that. And then, um, talked to one of our directors. He, uh, he was a coach with Mason Manorays at the time as well. So he helped me get signed back up with a USA swimming ID. That way I could start competing in uh, USA swimming meets again. And from there, I, that's really where the wheels were set in motion because I, I was like, okay, if I'm going to do this, I need to like consistently be racing that way. I know if I'm actually improving or not. And um, 
So he helped me with that. And I had a few people who would come and practice with me in the beginning of it. But by the end, they were like, man, this is just too much for me. <laughs> yeah. So, so were you swimming with the club team or was it a lot kind of on your own again? Um, back when I got back onto campus, my second year, I just immediately started on my own. Okay. Um, yeah. I mean, I'm guessing the, the club team probably couldn't hang with you. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they, it was fun to practice with them, but they, I knew where my goals were and it's just a, it was the separation there. Yeah. I mean, definitely different. If, if you're trying to break 150, like you said, you've got a plan, you've got a routine. That's not necessarily always what college club practices are like. Um, so, so you were swimming on your own. Like you said, you had a few training partners coming in and out. Uh, at this point, do you have any kind of um, coaching and help with writing workouts? No, it was literally just straight off the dome. Like it, nothing was, I think I pulled old practices that I did from our club team in high school, but like it was just whatever I wanted to do that day is what was on the paper. <laughs> and, and again, was, was the yardage kind of about the same around five or 6,000? Yeah, I'd typically stick around there. And I actually remember there was one day that I was swimming. One of the girls from UC's team um, looks over at me and she, I had the paper on the wall. She looks at that and she's like, it's hard. <laughs> yeah. Like, okay. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you, she's not wrong. That's so you, you were, you were putting in some serious work. Um, what, I mean, did you ever, did you find those boring or, or was this something that you enjoyed? You know, some of them were, I wrote, and I was like, man, why'd you do this to yourself? <laughs> like, this is boring, but like, I tried to find ways to make it fun. Like just, you know, I don't, I'm like, I, just thinking back to what I did, it was like, just do a mix of stuff. Like it doesn't have to be like eight times through one, 1,000, one, 500 kind of thing, or six times through whatever. It was like, all right, let's mix in some underwaters here. Let's do some drills here. Let's do some pace here. Just kind of keep myself on my toes. Nice. <laughs> keep, keep yourself on your own toes. Not always an easy task, but it seems yeah. like you were able to do it. Um, so you, you know, in the fall, you're training, does this, I mean, does this pretty much go on till April or is there any kind of shift or change in, in your training setup along the way? Uh, yeah, that's, it changes around, um, December because around December, you know, you hit Christmas break and with my co-op rotations, I was on co-op every other semester. So I was with the same company, but I didn't live on campus. I lived at home because I was, um, just so close to Cincinnati that there was no point in still living in campus housing. And so I was back at home, back training like I was that past summer at Silver Lake. And occasionally I'd hop in with the Clippers and do a practice that their national team was doing. But, you know, just something to change it up on a day that maybe I didn't feel like writing to practice or that they just bullied me into going back over there with them. <laughs> And I mean, were you, were you able to keep up pretty well with those practices? Yeah, it was uh, still, I was still able to make all the intervals and go decent times. So I was like, okay, maybe I haven't fallen off too hard. <laughs> and so, yeah, throughout, throughout all this time, were you kind of 
did you have benchmarks that you were trying to hit for yourself? I know you said, you know, you split out the race of how you're going to go that 149. And did you have any benchmarks along the way to just to kind of let yourself know, Hey, I think I'm headed in the right direction. Yeah. So that, I think, um, that, that fall in December, I did like a mid season for myself. I swam at, uh, just a little age group invite (laughs) that I was able to find an open event and, uh, (laughs) swam a few events there. And I actually went a lifetime best time at that meet. And so I was like, okay, we're back in, we're back in the game. We're back in shape. It's like everything I've been doing so far is working. Let's just ramp it up just a little bit now. And like what you got to do to keep, keep improving. Uh, lifetime best in what event and what you uh, see in two back. I think I dropped a few tenths of a second. So I was back down to one hundred and fifty, which that was, I was happy to see that. <clears throat> yeah nice okay so so you're knocking on the door of that 149 and then uh after christmas break you know tell me about the spring semester uh spring semester i think i shifted gears and went from endurance into pace training so i like a few times a week i would just do a set where i was just holding consistently holding like 50 pace for the 200 and just making sure I was like getting the fuel down for the water and at the speed I needed to go. Nice. Uh, and again, this is, this is still just kind of on your own. Mm-hmm. Just all on my own. <laughs> uh, all right. So then the, the moment I've been waiting for, you know, the, these, this second college championships comes up and uh, I mean, tell me about how the meet went for you. Um, so, you know, th- the way it is, is two hundreds of time finals at that meet. So going in, you know, got a whole eight hour car ride down to Atlanta to like let the nerves set in and um, <laughs> the entire ride. I'm looking over the psych sheet. I'm like, all right, who, who's right below me? Who's around me? Because there was a guy who uh, swam at, down on UK's club team, Kentucky's club team, and he swam for Kentucky's team the year before. And so, you know, I was looking up, I was like, all right, what do you go at SECs last year? Did he swim at SECs? Like, how do you finish off? Like stuff like that. So I was doing my research and like trying to, because I was swimming right next to him. I was like, how does he swim his race? And just knowing what I had to do to win the event. <laughs> so <laughs> now that I think about it, we get down there and just do the whole warm up routine, like meet warm up and get behind the blocks and, I think I just went for it and died like a dog. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, so, so you just go out. Did you, was this, did you have like a taper process? Did you shave? Yeah, I did shave for that meet. I think I was one of the only people on the pool deck who shaved. <laughs> Which is great. And uh, so you go out, you, you die. Would, would you go? Did you win? Oh yeah. I was one forty seven seven, And I actually, that time I get a text message after the race and it, it was from um, somebody back home. They just go, Hey, you just went the same time as the fastest UC swimmer. <laughs> and like, oh, cool. <laughs> did, and I mean, before that, did, was UC's swim team, their, their collegiate swim team, like on your radar at all, even for you just like comparing your times of like, Oh, I went one fifty. I wonder what they go. Honestly, I really wasn't looking at it because I still was like, like kind of upset about not being able to be on the team. So it's just like out of sight, out of mind kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, makes total sense. Did you, 
when when you entered college as a freshman, did you try? Did you make an attempt to uh, walk on to the UC swim team? Um, I my in high school, I had reached out, but I mean, I was not recruited, so I had wasn't given the opportunity at all. Gotcha. Okay, and so uh, so you get this text message. You're faster than UC's top guy. You you win the event, 147. Was I mean? T- tell me about how that felt. Oh, I mean, it was a great feeling. I mean, you know, anytime that you're at a big meet and you win, you know the rush of adrenaline. You know the feeling. It's an accomplishment. Like however many August, like August through March, just all the hard work. It's like coming to fruition, and it's just the feeling of accomplishment. Nothing's better than it. I mean, that's that in itself is a really great story, uh, but we still got quite a ways to go. So, you know, you win the event, you've reached your goal the day after was it, were you just kind of like, all right, like what next? Um, I mean, after that, um, well, throughout the meet, I had more events to go. So job wasn't done there, but, um, but after the meet was over, it was kind of like, okay, let's see where this takes us. Let's see where, where we are. Cause I think that was like, see that meet would have been like first week of April. And then I think like I was in the middle of a meeting for my, cause that's semester I was still in co-op. So in the middle of a meeting, I get a text from Peter and he's like, Hey, and like, I still have his number from high school from when I reached out to him. So his okay. name pops up and I'm like, you know, you know, the feeling of like anxiety. It's like, Oh God, did I do something? <laughs> but it, it's like, yeah, I did do something. Peter texts me and goes, Hey Blake, I just wanted to take a ch- uh, chance to reach out to you and talk to you about doing a tryout for the summer with uh, UC's team. That's, that's pretty cool. Um, so it's sorry. I let's back up a little bit. Like you said, you had other events at the meet. How did the rest of the meet go? Um, it went pretty well. I mean, I was by no means a sprinter. So I'm a hundred back. I was 50 point, which is really good, but I, I think I was like top six in that event. And then 200 IM, I was a 153, which was a lifetime best. And and won that event. So I was happy with the results of the meet. Uh, definitely happy with how it went. Nice. And so, uh, so you get the text from Peter wants to talk to you about tryout for the summer. Uh, I mean, just take me through what happens next. Um, after I talked to Peter, you know, there were a few meetings with the coaching staff, kind of like gauge interest and things like that. And I, I was, by that point I was definitely interested. I was like, you know what, if I just did this, I could really see myself excelling on the team. And like, I'd love to, like, I'd love to do it myself. And that entire summer I did a tryout with the team, practiced with them on the, see the Bearcat Aquatics team. Um, and then competed with them through sectionals and then got the offer to join the team as a walk-on. And, uh, did did you go best times at sectionals and long course? Yeah, I was um, throughout that summer of training. I think I dropped down to a two oh eight and two hundred back, and I think I had just broken a minute at that time in hundred back long course. So I was like fifty nine one or something. Nice. So so best times. Mm-hmm. Uh, what was what was your first summer of college, of real college training like? 
Well, that summer UC was resurfacing their pool. So we were actually at an outdoor facility and just like at a local club pool. And it was, I mean, it was definitely different getting back into the 5 a.m. routine rather than the um, 8 a.m. routine or 9 a.m. <laughs> routine. And so that was different, but I really enjoyed being back on the team aspect where everyone was competitive again and everyone was like kind of just fighting at the same pace. And my first summer, somebody, um, one of the guys on our team, Joey Puglesi really like took me under his wing and it was great to have him do that because, you know, being new guy on the team, it's like, you're kind of weary about stepping on people's toes. Like who's the big dog around here? Cause it's definitely not you. And, um, <laughs> It was really good to have him, and he's definitely definitely created a lifelong friendship. Yeah, and I, I mean, I was kind of curious as to what your impressions, like what you thought the team's impressions of you were, because it's certainly not every day that you know a, a college club swimmer <laughs> come comes and walks on or you know tries out for the for the D one team. Yeah, I think some of the guys were definitely like, who the heck is this guy? Like, just <laughs> coming in here, like, he, who, who is he? Why is he going in this fast? Like, if, if he's going this fast, where where's he been kind of thing? Mm-hmm. And, uh, I mean, you know, I'm a competitor. I'm not going to let them, like, just look at me and say, you don't belong here. Like, I made it known that I belong there. That, which, is, which is great. And I, were you – able to adapt to the training, um, you know, after that summer, especially I'm guessing the lifting was, was definitely a new aspect for you. Yeah. Lifting was um, pretty different for me, but we came in and one of the coaches was pretty cardio heavy on his, uh, dry land lifting approach. And I'm not going to lie. I love that aspect. So it was something that I was like, all right, I can get on board with this. And like, I love, I like running. Like I don't have any issue with that. And, you know, there's a lot of swimmers who'll be like, Ooh, running, but that's definitely not me. Um, and I really liked how he did his weight training as well. So, I mean, I definitely felt the translation back into the water and that helped me as well in the water with backstroke practices, like I am practices, just being able to put it all, put all the pieces together. Yeah. And I mean, so that summer ends, you go best times, uh, you're on the team. Um, I mean, take, take me through that first year of, of being a D one athlete. First year was, um, I mean, it was definitely different getting back into the doubles routine and then like, it's different. I mean, yeah, it, you go from being on your own to a team aspect again. And I, I loved that, that I had people around me again and, the difference is, I mean, I just really had to just say, all right, you've done this before. It's just time to switch gears and get back into it. And I mean, I felt like I was able to adapt pretty well. Yeah. What, what was hard about that transition for you or, or, um, or challenging might be a better word. You know, being, having lived at home a lot, I'd say the hardest part was living on my own and cooking for myself. Like, I know, like you're saying, wow, not, not any of the training, not any of like the fitting in the schoolwork to the traveling. It's like, no, a lot of it was just like being on my own in a house 
because you know i now you got to be self-sufficient because i didn't have a meal plan either so i was cooking everything i mean from from talking to you for the last 30 minutes it seems like you're someone who who genuinely likes working hard who who likes training and especially if you're going to be able to train on your own it seems like training with the team just makes you know just makes it all the better and i think that makes a lot of sense being being on living on your own I've been doing it for over a decade and I still think it's hard sometimes. I'm still like, mom, can I come home? Can you cook dinner? You know, it's yeah, like, it's like can, I, can I have a nice warm home cooked meal tonight? <laughs> exactly. So, yeah, that was, um, that was one of the tougher aspects, but you know, we got through it just like everybody does. And um, I mean, getting back into the swimming aspect of things, it was a great year. Like the training was awesome like I adapted really well to how um coach Steve runs his backstroke group and just like the getting back into real doubles real like long practices again and it was a great great transition back to where I wanted to be yeah and so um you know obviously your first your first and second years of college your goal was 149 winning national college championships and then you know you you you're on, you're on the D one team now. How did your, how did that shift your goals? Um, I mean, I kind of took a more broader view of things and said, okay, I hit my goal in the club level. Now what's the goal at the NCAA level? And obviously everybody, every NCAA swimmer is like, I want to make NCAAs. And it's like, I knew that was a long road ahead of me. So looking at the more short-term goals, my first goal was uh, team record because that was within grasp going to 147. The team record at the time was a 146.6. And I was like, all right, I can do that. So the goal was to hit that by like end of year. And I think at our first mid-season meet at House of Champs, I was already knocking on the door at it. And I was like, okay, so maybe we redefine some goals here. <laughs> uh, so yeah, and how, how'd you redefine them? Um, from that point, I looked at it and said, all right, I want to win the conference meet. I was like, I want to go out. I want, I want to go from being club champion to conference champion. And so, did, I mean, you know, I'm, I already know you're a stats guy. You look at the numbers. What, what was the, do you know the winning time from the year before at the conference meet? Yeah, I think the winning time the year before, Will Kiersey from UConn won with like a 142. And he was at our House of Champs meet and he didn't swim too back at House of Champs. So, at least I don't think he did. So I was like, all right, if he's not in at midseason, he's probably not going to be in it at the end of the year because he also hadn't been swimming in at dual meets. So I was like, all right, somebody's got to take the spot. It's up for grabs. <laughs> okay, so so take me there. Take me to your first conference championship. So um, after midseason, just, you know, a heck of a lot of Christmas training, training trip being, you know, that was one of the things that really excited me. I was like, ah, oh, December, I'm not going to be in cold Northern Kentucky. I get to go down to Naples this year and train, come back with a tan at Christmas. I was tannest person in the pictures. Everyone's like, where did you just come <laughs> from? And I was like, I worked my butt off in Florida for this thing. <laughs> but um, that was just, you know, one of the perks and um, just, getting there, the training to February or end of February, because that year conference was like a week back or week pushed back compared to when it normally is. So just, you know, training day in and day out, just keep pushing yourself harder and harder. And 
um, I think I finally saw, I went my time from club meet the year before in the speedo against the UK. And I was like, okay, I'm excited for this now. And we did a suited swim, I think a week and a half out of conference. And I broke the team record in practice and I was 145 in practice. And I was like, okay, we really got this now. And going into the meet, nerves kick in 100%. Like just, you know, there's an anxiety chart where you want to be like right here. And that's like your peak. I think I was already starting to come back down on the first day. But I just tried my best not to let it get to me. And um, had some of the guys, the older guys around me who helped me uh, bring it back to here. And definitely the coaching staff as well. They helped me keep it in check because, you know, it's a, it's a big difference going from what you know as um, college club meets and going to USA swimming age group meets and open meets. Like it's a different stage. Like the you're fighting for 23 other guys behind you for a conference championship. And like nerves are definitely a big thing at that meet for somebody who is, uh, it's their first time. Yeah. And so, so like you said, your, your teammates, your coaches were able to help you kind of, kind of bring you back. Was there anything that you found helpful um, that you, you were personally able to do for yourself because I hundred percent nerves are real. And, and a college conference championship is, is one of the biggest stages you can compete on. Yeah. I think just, you know, the belief in myself that I got there, like, you know, you've made it this far, like you definitely, like you got, like you got this, just telling yourself you can do it as well as just making sure that you are mentally calm behind the blocks. That is such a big game changer. Like if you are the one behind the blocks who is just calm, collected, like, you know, you're going to go out there and rock it. You like, you're already almost a leg ahead in the race. Yeah. So, uh, all right. The the moment of truth again, how did, how did this first uh, 200 back go at the the, the college? (laughs) Sorry, the conference champs. So in prelims on Saturday, it was a tight meet between us and ECU. And um, at prelims that Saturday, we had put ourselves in a really good position as a team. And I knew, see, after prelims, I think I was 144.0. So I was second after prelims. And I was like 10th off the guy. And I was like, you know what? You're right there with him. It's going to be a dog fight to the end tonight. Just go out there and do it. And going into finals, coach had gotten us all together, you know, pump up talk and everything. And by that point, we had locked in the meet with the amount of races that we had. And so the, the weight of, oh, you got to win the meet with this race is off your shoulders. So another thing, it's like, all right, I'm able to be calm behind the block because the weight of the race is off my shoulders. And back there in the ready room before the race, you know, you hear the music going, you, you see the camera panning as you're walking out like that, you know, 2019, we had fans, you know, we had fans in 2019. Great. <laughs> right. Something that we definitely right. took for granted. Um, you know, they're going like parents are on the stands going crazy. And this is before the race has even started. So, you know, just shake out the nerves. And then Steve told me before that two back, he was like, it's going to be tough as nails and you just got to be tougher. If you want to win, you just got to be tougher. And, you know, I think I was thinking that for all eight laps because that last lap hurt. <laughs> uh, okay. So would you, would you end up going and, and what place did you end up? Uh, you know, I won. 
I went a 143.9, and I think that last lap, um, the guy from ECU had closed very, very well, and I knew he was on me, and, like, that entire lap, I'm just thinking, just kick, pull, finish, don't give up, you can do it, just make it to the wall wherever it is. Uh, so you, you come in as a 147.7, you finish your first season 143.9 in the tuner back conference champion. I mean, that was, did, was that a whole other level of, of oh, meeting your excitement, goal? The excitement was off the charts. Like, you know, being able to see my mom and dad just in the stands going crazy and just knowing like I had achieved just another goal, another step along the way. And it was just excitement beyond belief. Yeah. That's a, that's a, that's a good question. What did, what do you feel like your parents thought about this whole journey of you going from this club level swimmer in college to, to being a a D one conference champion? Um, to put in the words that my mother uses, I'm crazy, but, uh, <laughs> in a good way, in a good yeah, way. Yeah. Um, but my, um, my dad, he, uh, he wanted to be a pilot in the air force and he got told that he had a heart condition that would keep him out of being a pilot in the air force. So it was actually going back after Peter and I had started texting and messaging back and forth. He had talked to me and he was like, look, I always have the, what if I could have been a pilot? I don't want you to ever have the, what if I could have been a D1 swimmer? And so like, he always instilled that don't go out with a what if in me. And that's kind of helped me get to where I'm at today. Yeah. That's, I mean, that that's super cool that, that they were able to support you in that. Um, so, so those next two years on the team, obviously 2020 was, it was a weird year for everyone. And, 21 continues to be as well but um you know after after becoming a conference champion um after a year with the team you really feel like you settled into a rhythm yeah and i mean honestly it was i mean you know your champions today your targets tomorrow so like you got to get back to work almost immediately and we knew that and i mean just basically doing a quick fast forward throughout 2020 that one, that year I went into conference and um, I think I'm, I honestly was a little too laid back going into the race. Like I thought throughout the entire year, just watching everybody else's swims in the conference. I was like, Oh, I can do this again. Like, I got this. I'll be okay. And I was just too laid back. And as well as we lost the meet by seven points that year. So the pressure was on big time during that race and it was, it came down to, I think like two tenths of a second, I got out touched and, you know, you were here last year on a motion scale and like that immediately goes like right back down. Like my weight coach sent me a message after that, after they put the podiums on, he was like, wow, you did not look happy. <laughs> and I was like, I can assure you, I was not happy because as far as I knew at that time as well, that was my last college swim. I didn't have the extra years of eligibility at that point. And as far as I knew, I was going out, getting out touched and that just left a nasty taste in my mouth. Wow. Okay. I didn't realize that. What, so what did you go in that, in that race? I, st- I still won the best time. I was one forty three three, And so I dropped, but not as significant as the year before. And um, just 
didn't really hit my goals that year. And so I was just definitely hungry for redemption, I'd say. And so when do you find out that you had more years of eligibility left? So there was a rule change. Originally, the rule was that my club, the time that I did on my club team counted because they had started the clock from when I took my first class at UC and when I first competed against another college student in a sport. So that originally started my clock. And after conference 2020, it was, I think, when we were in quarantine in April that we went through the appeal process to get the eligibility back. And I regained those two years of eligibility and was able to continue on. And the entire time I was definitely going to keep, because by that point I had qualified for trials. So I was definitely going to keep training. So, and um, had a conversation with our coach and talked to Mandy about re coming back on the NCAA team and competing for um, the school again this year, rather than just training for trials, because I mean, I felt like I could have been a great asset to the team again and mentor people along the way to help train people along the way and just put up points for the team. And after our conversation went through the, uh, went through the whole appeal process. And I think I found out by the third week of April, I knew that I had eligibility for uh, this year. Nice. And so then you, you come back on the team uh, and you know, was your mindset different? Were your goals different? Obviously, the <laughs> the atmosphere was different with with us being in a pandemic. But um, yeah, what, what was different for you personally coming back onto the team? Um, you know, I think that year, I last year around this time, I was looking at it like, okay, I'll be done after Olympic trials. Just you know, after you have like a bad race or a bad ending you're just ready for it to end but you know i took um took a step back reevaluated everything and was like all right if i'm gonna do this again we gotta set the goals again we gotta get everything in gear and i think everything kind of got put into motion again by may because by may you know people are starting to open up their pools in the backyard and with pools being closed i um little 15 yard pool in the backyard. I found myself swimming laps in just to kind of get back into shape. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and so then, um, I mean, take me through the fall and the spring of, you know, 2020, 2021 of just how, how getting back into shape went, how getting back into training went and, and what were those goals that you were chasing? Um, since the pandemic kind of shut any, everything down back last May, we didn't really have much of a training opportunity um, here at UC. So we uh, swam off site in a, just a club pool again, outdoor pool again. And that summer we did kind of just broke it back down to the basics with, we did a whole drill instructional on zoom. We, um, the coaches set that up for us and we went through just and looking at, I don't, I can't remember what the series was called, but we did one of the professional drill series on video. And then we, uh, once we were able to get pool time again, got back in the pool, broke it back down to the basics, got the drills, right. Got the endurance back into us. And that way we'd be ready for full swing for the fall when the team reconvened. And I mean, from second, we stood up, on campus again in the fall, it was kind of like, how do we set our goals? And, we went around as a group and everybody had 
this, we were standing up as a men's team and everybody had to say their end of year roles in front of everybody else. And that's definitely to make it known. And I think it's a great thing to do because then you have other people around you holding you accountable to those goals. And what were yours? Um, I think standing up, I told everybody I wanted to break 142 and 200 back and being 141. Wanted to break 47 and 100 back. And I think I said I wanted to break 147 and 200 IM and get into 146 territory. And fast forward to end of year, I definitely hit this. <laughs> yeah. And so uh, take me through your conference meet and we'll start there. So conference was a bit weird this year because it wasn't the normal four-day format. We were in a three-day format. Um, first day, I had 200 IM and the 400 medley relay. And prelims 200 IM was, I mean, when the best time, I hadn't swam that event. I never swam that at a conference championship, so I never had any end-of-year time from that. So I dropped I think two and a half from my best time in prelims and I was pretty happy with it, but you know, just still wanted to fight to the finish and see what I could do in finals because you know, the competitive drive inside of me said, all right, even though like I was second in the event by two seconds, I was like, you know what, let's see if we can close the gap. Let's see where we can get. And in finals, I was a one forty five seven. So I broke my 146, I broke 147 goal, broke 146 that I didn't even have on the chart. And I pretty much shocked myself with that race, to be honest. Yeah. And, and, and then take me to the, uh, the 200 back. Um, 200 back was last day and I was in a position on, I'd been looking at the top times from other conferences and looking at the USA swimming top times report for NCAAs. And I knew I was in a good position with uh, my hundred back time being a 46, three and um, just wanted to kind of give myself a little more wiggle room and 200 back the entire year. It was like, I knew like I wasn't going to lose this year. Like this year was about redemption. I was going out, I was going to win. Like nothing was going to stop me from touching the wall first. Uh, I mean, did you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, it was a great race. I mean, Hunter, he really, Hunter pushes me every day in the pool. Like he pushes me more than anybody else that I've ever trained with. Like it is amazing what he can achieve over the next three years of his college career. And he definitely pushed me in that race. Um, I think from the get go, I knew I had to go and cause it's just a 200, but he was right on my hip the entire race. And I think that's really what pushed me to where I finished at a one forty one nine at conference. <clears throat> so you repeat you, you, you get redemption, you win the conference title. You, you were sitting pretty good with that 46, three in the hundred. Uh, to qualify for NCAAs. So what prompted you to go to a last chance meet? Um, I think I was looking at where I was. And and then I started looking at like who had meets left. And I knew Big Tens had meets left and Pac-12s had meets left. And 
I was, I think we were sitting in the plane from Chicago to Cincinnati because we had a layover. And I look at our coach, Mandy, and I go, hey, where's the nearest last chance meet? I think I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to do it. <laughs> like, I was like, just based off of everything I'm seeing, I was like, let's get, let's get the ball rolling on that because I, I think I'm going to have to do that if I want to make NCAAs. So uh, where, where, where do you end up going and what does that end up looking like? So after a few days of um, just keeping the feel for the water, we end up down in Louisville. Louisville had a last chance meet. It was us. Notre Dame and Louisville at the meet and you know I last chance meets are a whole different atmosphere uh, the coaches told us that when we were going in and like I honestly didn't know what to expect out of it I mean I didn't know if it was going to be a packed meet didn't know if it was going to be a light meet didn't know how it was going to run and I found out real quick because the first session lasted about 40 minutes long <laughs> <laughs> yeah I mean take me through that what is that like so, I mean, the energy is definitely weird. You got all the coaches cheering for everybody because, you know, they want to see you make NCAAs no matter what team you're on. And it's a great feeling knowing that everybody on the pool deck has your back. Like, you know, you're, the Louisville coach walked up to us, gave us all high, uh, fist bumps, telling us good luck. He's like, this is where the magic happens kind of thing. thing. Last chance meets, this is where you make something special happen. So I think that was a good feeling, and that helped set me up to have a good race. Because um, in prelims, I ended up dropping again, and I was a 141.7 after prelims. And I knew I, I, I knew I still had to drop a little more. But after a week off or after a week after conference, it's like, okay, where does that little more come from? And literally it's just wherever you have it deep down, you got to pull it out. And after finals, um, went into the finals race and just like, all right, you got to go. Like knowing I have to get out quick and work the middle hundred, work just going out at the last 25 knowing in the back of my head it's either you push yourself to your breaking past your breaking point or you're not going to ncaa's and touch the wall 140.9 and dreams come true it's like where are you going i'm going to disney world kind of feeling yeah yeah go into the disney world of swimming that's for sure uh like you said 140.9 you are 16th seed in, in the men's NCAAs. You're scored, sorry, you're seeded to score right now. I mean, so so moving forward to wrap things up here, you know, what are you thinking heading into this NCAA meet? Um, I'm thinking it's going to be a good experience, and I definitely want to compete in the meet. Like you can be, you can be a person in a meet who was there to swim, like you qualified, great. But my old club head coach Jason once took like I think it was my freshman year of high school we were standing there looking at like the psych sheet for high school state because that first year I barely snuck in as like an alternate or something he's like you can be two people at this meet you can be somebody who shows up and adds three seconds or you can compete to win and you know I'm, I'm, I want to be a competitor that's who I am naturally well, Blake, it's it's been so great sitting down with you and, and listening to your story because it is pretty unique and really really cool to hear about all these ups and downs, highs and lows in your in your swim career. Uh, you know, before we sign off, any parting thoughts for our audience? Um, I guess if I have to tell everybody one thing, it would be if you have a dream, make it happen. Like 
just do the work, whatever you got to do. If you want something to happen, do not let anybody stand in your way or tell you you can't do it. I'd love to say that I'm living proof of that. You've been listening to the Swim Swam podcast. Stay tuned for new episodes every week. You can take Swim Swam podcasts on the go by subscribing on your favorite podcast platform. Look for links in the description below and be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel for more videos as well.